This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast, a podcast that gives you a little inside look into how entrepreneurs built and grew their digital marketing agencies. I am your host, Tabitha Thomas, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to go hit that subscribe button as we release new episodes each and every Tuesday. So today I have with me Lindsay Pinchuk. Lindsay is the founder and CEO of Bump Club and Beyond. For the last 10 years, she has been successfully running one of the largest social event companies in the country for connecting moms and moms-to-be with the best information, experts, products, resources, and of course, each other through social media and tons of premier events each and every month. Now, working, in, uh, working with partners such as Target, Graco, Huggies, Microsoft, Whole Foods, and the list goes on and on and on. I'd say her results would be hard to argue with and we're lucky to have her on the podcast Lindsay welcome to the show thanks so much for having me super excited to talk with you uh, so you've had a pretty successful career already uh, as an account manager of, of the Midwest region for some pretty large companies so what got you to the point to wanting to work for yourself and owning your own company you know it was interesting I had some friends who were expecting they were like having they were expecting their babies and they would ask me, like, what, do you, what does so-and-so think? What does so-and-so think? And I was not quite at that point yet. Um, and, I, and I would say, you know, you really need to find some expectant mom friends. And I've always been a connector, like even working in advertising and whatnot, I've always just been someone who's, you know, introduced people and I make connections all the time amongst my own contacts. And I said to my husband at one point, I said, I, don't, I just don't understand why there's like nowhere for expectant parents in Chicago to meet one another. It's not until you actually have the baby. Mm -hmm. And um, we went away to Argentina, actually. And we, we were like on this like last hurrah trip. And I brought my computer and I started building a website. And I said to my husband, I really think that there's, there's something in this. I think that there is a business to connect expectant parents. I'm seeing this amongst our friends so much and they just don't know where to find their community. Mm -hmm. And I knew as a, as a almost expectant parent, because we were getting ready that I would want to have community too. And so that's really how Bump Club and Beyond started. And I, I, I started to host events while I was pregnant. I, it was in a, in a very like weird car, like sense of karma. I announced Bump Club when I was eight weeks pregnant. No one knew I was pregnant. I got pregnant very fast. I was very lucky. And um, I announced that I was going to start this business. And so we, we announced our first couple of events and people came. I mean, you have to remember, this is before Facebook had business pages. This was 10 yeah. years ago. And it was really just me reaching out to my network that, you know, I was going to start this business and I, I invited, you know, new moms and expected moms to join us for these shopping events and workouts. And we had like 50 to 100 people that came to the first couple of events and people were like, what's next? What's next? And I actually continued hosting events while I was working at Hearst, at the Hearst Corporation and while I was pregnant. And it was during that time that I realized that I was going to want to spend time with my child when she was born. And I also, the, the, the momentum was really picking up for what we were doing. And I kind of just thought if I don't take the chance now, I'm never going to, I'm never going to know. And I always said, you know, I can go back to advertising if I want to do that. And I ended up going back to work after maternity leave for a few weeks and I, and it wasn't that it was bad or whatnot, but 
I just, I knew, like, I got so much accomplished on my, my maternity leave, because I did do a lot of bunk club work when I was on maternity leave. I knew that I wanted that flexibility. I knew I wanted to be able to spend time with my kids. And so I took the leap. And I really haven't, I've never looked back. That's awesome. Well, it's funny that it happened just two or three weeks. That's all it took, just a little bit of time. And you're like, no, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's saying kids change everything. Well, that something is had to give sure. too. You know, yeah. I was working corporate. I was trying to keep up with Bump Club and I had a new baby at home. And, and it just, that was never going to, that just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, that was burnout waiting to happen if, yeah. if you had kept up with all of that. So, so most people like to know, what is the first six months of owning your own business like? Because I'm sure it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It's a hard decision to make to want to leave a good paying job to start something on your own. So what did the first six months look like? You know, I would say it wasn't even just the first six months. I would say even the first like year to two years, like it's really, you know, you're trying to figure things out. You are you know, you're working a lot. I mean, and even no, ma no matter what, like even now, and we'll, we will obviously get to that. Like I don't work for myself anymore. I've been acquired, but you know, this is my brand. And when you are starting a brand and no matter how long you work for it, it is your baby. Mm -hmm. And especially in that first six months, all you want to do is work because you just want to keep seeing results. And, you know, my biggest, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, they say like, well, what was like your plan? Did you ever think it was going to be this big? And I always say that like, I'm never, I'm not like a half-assed person. Like I really, when I'm in, I'm all in. And so I was all in from the start, but I didn't really have a plan. Um, it was a lot of like flying by the seat of my pants and trying things out. And I think the most important thing early on was the relationship that I built with the community I was building and what I was asking them. And after every single engagement, event, online, et cetera, we, we did a survey and we found out what it was that people wanted. And, and I took it very seriously. And that's kind of how we morphed and evolved and grew. And, you know, I work in I, the demographic that I, that I, you know, work to bring our, our programming to, it's very cyclical. So, you know, a lot of the content is evergreen and it can be used over and over, but it's evolved to meet yeah. the changing needs of our audience, which our audience has changed tremendously in the last 10 years. Well, in the last year itself, last six months has changed. Yeah, <laughs> a huge change, but yes. <laughs> so at the, I'm just asking out of curiosity now. So at the end of those events and things that you posted, when you were asking these, these questions, was, were their answers different than what you expected them to be? Um, not really, but you know, the, the, for me, it was like, I really had to build like a thick skin. I have thick skin, but I had to make it even thicker, especially when it came to, you know, people would comment, like there were, there were a lot of dinners that we hosted and people would say, well, the food, I didn't like the chicken or, you know, just like, yeah. you know, things like that, that weren't necessarily me, but I took it very personally. And, you know, so I don't think that the answers were necessarily different, but it was, it was, you know, I really had to learn to embrace the criticism. There wasn't much, but, um, but I wanted to grow from the criticism. And so it's very easy to be defensive of the criticism. And I really had to learn to say, thank you so much for, you know, opening up to me and sharing, and we're going to make that change. And that's really how we evolved over the first few years and how we, we grew our business and to bring our audience what they wanted. Well, and just asking those questions in the first place is incredible because how many people do that? How many people like host things and then you just assume that it went well because people showed up and then that's the end of it, you know? And I knew what I wanted as an expectant parent, but 
you know, I wanted to make sure that I was on par. And the questions have been more important now more than more than ever in the last five years because I'm not an expectant parent anymore. I mean, my kids are now six and nine. I'm in a different parenting life stage than our audience. And so, um, and as much, we have a team now, but you know, it's very important for our team to be asking those questions to meet the needs of the audience as they change. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what challenges do you wish that you could have prepared for or even prepare a younger you for before you dove into it as far as owning a business? You know, I think the biggest thing for me was like, I'm not a, I'm not like a finance person. I'm not a numbers person. I'm a marketer. I'm a salesperson. And, um, you know, when I started, like I said, I didn't really think I didn't really have a plan and I didn't realize that it was going to get to be as big as it did so quickly. And um, the one thing that I wish that I would have prepared for or done earlier on was maybe even to have gone into this with a partner who did have a strong financial mm-hmm. background or to take someone on um, early on. I did about five years into it, and that was a huge, huge, huge help. Um, the other thing that no one could have prepared for is the the ever-changing um, social media landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that that is something that has shaped my business. That is something... I built my business off of social media. And so I've just had to keep up and make sure that we're evolving to, you know, there's so many changes between products and algorithms and, you know, there's so many changes that go on all the time. So, you know, those are things that you just, you can't prepare for. So true. And my kids now, even to this day, what, if somebody asked them, what did your mom do for a living? She plays on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's so much funny more to that. it. I was just sitting in my living room in my daughter's home today. She wasn't feeling well. And um, and she said, mom, shouldn't you go back to work? Because I was sitting on my phone and I said, I, am, I am working right now. I said, I'm doing bump clubs, Instagram at the moment. So, so, so tell us a little bit about what bump club even is. What was the concept behind it and how has it evolved over the, over the years? Of course. So when I started bump club, it was really, like I said, a place for me to find community and support when I was expecting and originally it was, it was events and it was originally, it was very specifically events for expectant parents. And, you know, the momentum was building and we kept getting more and more people. And this core group of moms who were coming to our initial events early on said, well, like what's going to happen when we have our babies? Cause like, we love bump club. Mm-hmm. And so within the first six months of me starting bump club, we were shifting to being a parenting company, not just an expectant parent parenting company. We hosted our first event for moms when um, my first daughter was maybe six weeks old. So yeah, and so we we started hosting events for parents, and then we our event curriculum and our events really grew, and we and we added to those as my kids grew, and I started and I had a second child as well. I have, a, I have two daughters, um, so the event portion continued to grow. And then we started getting calls from people and connections from people around the country saying, oh, my friend told me they went to Bump Club. I'd really like to bring this to San Francisco or to LA. So we started um, working with local moms on the ground in various cities around the country to bring our curriculum and our events and the community platform that we built in Chicago to other cities. And at the same time as this was going on, you know, we were building our relationships with national brands mm-hmm. and we that actually proved to be the most successful path for growth for Bump Club um, because it allowed us a platform on a national stage. Mm-hmm. Like we were working with Nordstrom and we started working with Target and it allowed us to grow and expand um, with, with our program, like in conjunction with our programs with these large national brands. 
Um, and so then more and more local people started being involved in our events. Yeah. And then at the same time, social media was growing mm. and, um, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, none of that was even around when I started. And so then we were, we, we were able to find this platform to bring our resources and knowledge and education that we're known for all of our experts. We have a whole team of experts that we tap into onto this large digital stage. And so we started hosting webinars and, um, and other live events on our, on our Facebook and on our Instagram. And now we, we, you know, we really have grown into this community that's both online and offline mm -hmm. um, to connect parents and parents to be with the best products, resources, and information. And I think the biggest pivot for us happened, um, one, we were acquired in 2019. And when, when that happened, the reason for that happening was I just, I felt like I, me and my team didn't have the bandwidth to continue the, like the, the growth that we were experiencing and that we wanted. And I really felt like I needed a partner who had resources and were, could help me scale this in a way um, that I just couldn't on my own. And so yeah. that was really the trajectory for me, um, agreeing to the acquisition because they came to me. Um, and then from there, you know, it was, I would say it was just over a year into our acquisition that COVID hit oh, gosh. and we had to make a big pivot. I mean, we are an events based company. That's how we started. And yes, as much as our, you know, we grew our Facebook platform to a hundred thousand fans on our own before we were acquired. Um, we didn't buy any fans, nothing like that. Like it's all, you know, totally organically grown. Um, but at the same time, like we now were like, we were faced with this very large, oh my God, we don't, we can't be in person at events anymore. And actually, um, two weeks after or a week after COVID, we were supposed to host 300 in-store events at Target and a week before COVID. So it, this was like, well, I guess around March 1st, we realized that we weren't going to be able to do this, um, because it was, this was when it was like starting to become known in stores and retailers were saying, we're not going to move forward with, with in-store events and programming. And we made a very large pivot and we took this whole in-store activation and we created an online activation and it began on March 8th and it ran through the whole rest of the month. It ran through a little bit of April. And it ended up being so successful that we ended up doing it in Q2 and now we're working on Q3 and four. Um, but through this, we found that we needed to really put a stake in the ground and let our audience know that we were still going to be there for them mm -hmm. no matter what, like pregnancy, parenting, not canceled. And they needed these resources. Their hospital classes were being canceled. Um, you know, they can't go in stores anymore to touch and feel products. So we needed to be able to do that for them. And so we, we put a big stake in the ground. I mean, I went on Instagram on March 12th and I, we issued a, a, a video announcement on Facebook and I said, we're going to be here for you. Don't worry. I did not think we would be here now. I mean, as we're recording this now, it's five months later. Um, but at the same time, our growth has been unprecedented. And I mean, our, our web, our web traffic is up almost 300%. Our Instagram in, in a, only a month or so has grown over 10,000 fans. Um, it's, you know, people need this information. So that's where we are now. Like we, we're not doing in-person events. We really have created this online community where we've launched a lot of new products to meet the needs of this audience who's stuck at home. That's incredible that you guys were able to pivot, not just make the pivot, but pivot as fast as you did, because that, that was a very 
very small window yeah. there. And yeah. now even if life, um, let's all pray that life goes back to somewhat of a normal state, you still are going to be able to take this online thing and, 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 and you almost have two different types of your company, the online and the offline. Absolutely. And I think too, this has also like opened our eyes, especially mine too, like as much as I love in person. I mean, that's why I started this. Like I, I truly believe that people need in-person connections, but this is also allowing us to reach so many more people with information that they absolutely need. I mean, they need car seat safety information. They need information on what to do with a, a baby who's fussy and wants, you know, safe sleep and product knowledge. And now we have a stage where we're reaching many more people and, you know, people in cities where we don't have a mom on the ground are able to interact and engage with us and talk with us and talk with our community because we have Facebook groups as well. And so to your point, absolutely. I think moving forward, there will be a hybrid of this larger digital component and hopefully one day in-person events. Yeah. I do think this audience is going to be probably the last ones to come out when it is time to go back to whatever normal looks like. Yeah. Um, I think that as ex especially expectant parents are, you know, are probably homebound for a little bit more than everyone else. Yeah. I can't imagine right now being pregnant or trying to have a baby in this crazy world that we're in there. It's, it's good that they have a community that they can turn to, um, and support each other. Cause I'm, I, they're going to need it more than any of us needed it when we had our kids. So oh, incredible. So what, what is the number one piece of advice you'd give another woman who is wanting to start her own business, regardless of the type of business? Yeah. And I, I'm asked this often and I all, and I, it's the same answer. I always say like, you have to know when to delegate and you have to know when to ask for help. Um, I think women and mothers in general, look, we are wired in some crazy way to want to do everything and think we can do everything. And it's, it's really just not possible. So like you have to know like who to go to and what to give up to get off your plate and you need to just relinquish that. And then at the same time, you also need to know when to say no. Um, because especially when you're starting a business, like oftentimes people want your time, people invite you to things and you have to know what are the opportunities that, that you're going to benefit from as well. And you, and you can't just be a yes, uh, you know, say yes all the time. Um, you really have to manage that. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. I have a hard time letting things go. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, but if I do it, it'll get done and it'll get done right. <laughs> I have to like. And it's not just like the business stuff, it's your personal stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to have faith in the people who you're, who you're allowing to watch your children. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you need to pick good people. You need to surround yourself with good people. I also think like, I always tell new moms this, like when you come home from the baby with your, from the hospital with your baby and someone offers you to bring you dinner or someone offers you to like yes. come over and hold the baby so you can shower, you just say yes. Like uh -huh. that is what you say yes to. And like, uh -huh. You know, it's the same thing with business when someone who has a greater skill set than you offers you help or advice or mentorship, you need to know when to say yes, because it's th those, that's what's going to propel you forward. So true. So true. That kind of leads into the next question was, I, don't, I hate this word, but what does balance look like for a mom entrepreneur? How do you think, is that really a thing? And how do we make that happen? No, there is no such thing as balance. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I hate that word truly. Um, I think that you, you need to know when to pull the, the, the levers. And I also think that like, for me, what, like when I'm working, I'm working and I'm, it's 
very difficult now, obviously everyone's home, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I very much try at the end of the day or whenever it is that I'm not working to like put the phone down and to be with my kids because I want to be with them. So, you know, you can't be everything always to everyone. And so you kind of have to pick and choose. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't think that there is balance. And I think one of the biggest steps to overcoming that is just to recognize that, that like, you know, some days you're, you might be working 20 hours a day, but some days you might be with your kids 20 hours a day. And that's kind of finding the balance. I think Mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. I'm glad you you feel the same way as me. It's like, it's no such thing. It's just full force one way or the other. (laughs) And things come up. Oh yeah. Like there's, it's, and especially as um, a working parent, like, you know, things come up all the time with your kids and you have to make adjustments and you have to be flexible. And, um, you know, I think also like I've, I've gotten a lot better at learning to say like, like if, if something like urgent comes up, obviously with my kids to know that it's okay to like put work on hold and, mm-hmm. and that is okay. And I, it's taken me kind of a while to get there. Um, because just before having kids, like work was just my number one priority. And it, it really like family is first and everyone just needs to understand that. And if they don't like, that's not the, the place where you should be. Yeah. So true. So true. So you talk a little bit about the importance of having a community of support. Do you mean in both business and home life, both? What, what does it look like to have a community of support in both areas of your life? You need, I think community is everything and you need to have it everywhere. Um, and I think, you know, I think that when you say community, there are so many different definitions mm. of community. Um, and I think regard, like depending on what hat you're wearing, you're going to have different communities. Mm-hmm. So like I have a community of entrepreneurs, um, working moms, um, business owners who I know I can turn to like, and talk about anything that's related to business or home life. You know, I have that community that helps me with things. Um, I have my mom friend community, which like my friends are, I couldn't mom without them, like truly. And to me, that looks a little bit, it's, it's different. Like I have like, Mm -hmm. you know, my core people who are like my people who like, you know, I can call it two in the morning. And then I have like the next layer who, you know, I like do birthday celebrations with and go out for dinner with. And then like, I have, you know, the greater goods of people who, you know, I'll post, post something on Facebook and ask a question and they'll write me back, you know, Mm -hmm with information. And I think it's really important to have all those layers of community um, in business and personal, because I think, you know, different people serve different purposes in your life and you're not going to be best friends with everyone and that's okay. You know, but I think you need to know, I was actually on a Facebook live yesterday with a doctor for work and we were talking about tapping into your community. And even now when you can't see your community in person, knowing how to tap into them virtually because you still need that companionship and you still need that back and forth and you still need that support. And it goes both in home life and in work life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's coming out of COVID. I think that's going to be the biggest struggle with everyone is that they they've been missing that, that side of things in life. And I don't know what I would be without my girlfriends. I've got, I've got a very tight knit group that drag you through everything. They yeah. lift you up. They support you. They, they sometimes carry you or like I said, drag you through things. So, <laughs> so how has uh, social media helped catapult your business in real life? I know you said when you first started, you know, it wasn't really a Facebook. I mean, Facebook was there, but it wasn't geared towards business. So how has that evolved and helped the business grow? Of course. So from the start, 
Facebook, even though there were no business pages, it absolutely played a role. I mean, the very first thing that I did before my first event, I did two things. One, I sent an email to every person I knew and it's really awesome. Like m some of my very best friends, like last year when we celebrated our, the 10th birthday at Bump Club, like they had that email, like they saved it. And so that is so nice, you know, um, it's so crazy. So I sent an email and then I also posted on my personal Facebook page. And ironically, like those are the two things that really we still do on a regular basis is we have a tremendous email marketing effort. I mean, our list is like, I don't know, 150,000 now. Wow. And then we have, you know, our Facebook and our, and now our Instagram and our Pinterest and our Twitter and our YouTube page and kind of everything else in between. Um, but really and truly, we have built our community off of social media. That's where we find most of our new um, audience members is on social media. And now, you know, we do have various paid efforts. Like we don't pay for fans, but we have various paid um, searches and social mm -hmm. and whatnot to drive people to our page. Um, so that obviously has helped us grow in the last year or two, um, especially since our acquisition. But everything we do is on social media. And like, it is also really, it has pushed us to, to continue this relationship with our audience. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't just like put content on social media and run with it. Um, I'm on our social media a lot. And so is our team. And like, they recognize our faces. And it's really given us a platform to build trust. Um, I love it when people DM me, like they do find me personally, but they also DM me through Bump Club. And oftentimes when they're talking to Bump Club, they think it's me. And sometimes it is, but it's, but there is a team that, that, you know, answers the emails and stuff now and, and answers the direct messages. But, um, you know, it's really given us a platform for growth. And as more people have joined Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you know, Snapchat really has not been something that we've used and either has TikTok to this, to the, at this point, my fourth grader is using it. We are not really, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it is allowed us growth that I never thought possible. I mean, yeah. truly. And, and we also have, you know, I said earlier, we have created sub communities on Facebook as well. And, um, that's really been a place where our audience has been able to engage and interact with each other. Um, we do them locally in the, in the, in the oh, cities. Yeah. Where we have people on the ground, but then we also have a community everywhere. One that we launched during COVID. And I think we have over, I don't know, 1500 or 2000 people in it now. And you know, it's brand new essentially. And we don't even really talk about it. People just kind of like find it. Find it. Mm -hmm. yeah, they talk to each other. And I think that that's, it's just so important. And mm -hmm. you know, so at the end of the day, like it's the growth and it's also allowed us to really connect with our audience and build trust with them and, and become an authoritative figure. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, and right now people are searching for it because they're looking for that connection and community more than ever. So as a parent myself, I'm curious to know, what is your advice for any moms that are going back to work after having a baby? And obviously things are a little different with COVID, but let's pretend COVID is not a thing. <laughs> I think, um, you, are you talking about like people who take a, take a break and then go yeah. back or just yeah. go back after their maternity leave? Yeah, or go back after maternity leave. Well, after maternity, after maternity leave, if you're going back after three months, I think that the biggest thing that I would say is, um, you know, you really have to learn to be flexible and you have to learn like that it's not going to all go as planned. Um, and that's okay. 
Um, I think also when you're going back to work right from maternity leave, you really need to tap into your community for that report because it is tough. It is tough to go back, especially that first day. Um, but I also will say that it gets better. Yeah. And you know, every single day it gets better. And you really need to learn how to lean on and rely on the people around you. And then also when you get home at night to do the best that you can to disengage and to be with your baby for those few hours that you have and know that work will be there after. And, and just mm -hmm. know that it's not gonna be an overnight like, you know, I'm back and like, that's it. It, it is a progress and it, it, it process and it takes progress to get to where you want to be. Yeah. I always say, be prepared to cry the first day back. Cause that, <laughs> it never fails, never fails. Sure. So the world, let's talk about COVID-19 mess with, with kids and parents all stuck at home and working together. We, we talked about this a little bit before. How can parents keep their families sane and occupied while we're working from home at the same space? What is, what are some tips there? So we actually, at Bump Club, we like put a stake in the ground on March 13th and we said, we're going to be here for you. And through that, it has not just been for expectant and new parents. We have continued to provide content since that very first day for parents with grade school kids. I mean, I actually, um, my daughter's homesick today and I consulted, like we created a 101 family movies and it's like a list that we've been working through as a family, but it's probably been the number one most trafficked page on our website since this thing started. Um, and people have passed it around so much, but we've created a lot of that content to help parents, you know, figure out, here are some ideas for things you can be doing at home. Here are some products that you can be using or toys that you can be buying, everything from preschool to grade school. Um, and then also, you know, here are, here are some, like we did, um, we launched a thing this summer called Camp Beyond. And it was for kids ages four to 10. And it's every day we give like three activities for parents to be doing with their kids. And we also have then supported parents as parents with experts on our website as well. Um, because there's a, a mental piece as well, mm -hmm. and a social emotional piece. And, um, you know, so I'm not saying we are the end all and be all, but we do have a lot of resources to help parents right now through this time. Um, cause it is really tricky. It is. I think, I think the biggest issue, cause we've, I've got three kids at home. Mine are a little bit older than yours. Our biggest thing is who's taking all the bandwidth. I'm like, dude, get off of your Xbox. I've got to work. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is just big picture overall. I think that we all just need to cut ourselves a break and give ourselves mm -hmm. a break, cut, our, cut ourselves some slack and just know that everyone is going through this right now. And I say that confidently. Like I ask our audience a few times a week on Instagram stories, I say like, how are you doing? Do you still think there's positives to this? Like we ask like questions and you are not alone. Like anyone mm -hmm. who's listening to this right now, like you are not alone when it comes to this. Like everyone is in the same boat, even if you feel so alone right now. Yeah. And give yourself a break. Know that nothing's perfect. It's okay to use the screen, you know, like kids bounce back, they're resilient. And I think we just need to take it day by day. So true. So true. So do you have any upcoming projects or events or anything going on that you want to share with us? Yeah. So we, at, when COVID hit, we had been <laughs> launching our website and we, um, we launched a really, really cool option on our website. It's called the BCB community and you, it's free. It's totally free. You can go online and sign up. It's at bumpclubandbeyond.com. 
And when you sign up, you get access to hundreds of discounts all across the country. So it's everything from like photographers and like lactation consultants and fitness providers to baby gear and furniture and meal services. And it's, it's really cool. So you get all these discounts. We do webinars. We have opportunities right now to sample products. Um, so, and then you can also go into our Facebook group where you can connect with other like-minded parents. So the BCB community is free, which is awesome. And then I would highly um, suggest anyone who's expecting or a new parent, or even if you're a parent, because we do have stuff for grade school um, parents as well. I mean, I have two kids that are in grade school. So I tap into Bum Club regularly. Um, but follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we do have coming up um, a, a program with Target where we're doing a whole bunch of registry um, tips and tricks with various brands all across the country. There's a lot of giveaways. There's a lot of products to be had. You know, we're constantly trying to really just share those best products, resources, and information. And then, of course, like our expert talks are really, it doesn't matter how old your kids are, everyone can benefit from them. So true. So true. So the last question that I always like ending every one of our podcasts with is just out of curiosity's sake, what are you currently reading, listening to that's helping you grow as an entrepreneur or even just grow as a person? You know, I'm trying right now to, so I, in terms of books, I love to read. Uh -huh. I've read maybe two books since I started my company. And I, and I say that like almost embarrassingly, but like also I share that because I, I think it's important that for people to know how transparent I am. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be a perfect person. I wish I could read more. Um, I love to read. I just, I have spent almost every evening since, you know, I started my company either working or like zoning out watching television. Mm -hmm. um, but what I am trying to do in my house right now is I'm trying to read books with my kids that focus on diversity. And we're that's, I think that that helps as an entrepreneur as well. Um, you know, we have really created a message as well since everything has come down with Black Lives Matter and there's so much anti-Semitism right now. And we are really trying to, as a company, um, share those messages as well and make sure people are aware of what they can do to educate their own children and their mm -hmm. own families about the diversity in this country and the problems in this country and how, how can we as a generation help to fix it. So we actually just read a book called Number the Stars, my kids and I. It's about um, my daughter's turning 10. And this book is about a 10-year-old um, Catholic girl in, in um, Denmark during World War II. And I, say, I think I've read this. It sounds familiar. <laughs> and she and her family um, hid a Jewish family and got them to Sweden during World War II. And mm -hmm. so that was something that I just finished with my girls. My little one was probably a little too little, but my older one is turning 10 and the heroine in the book is 10. Mm. So, you know, I think that there are just so many lessons, even in these, in books that are not business related about being kind, being patient, um, you know, being appreciative. And I think that those are lessons that transcend, um, you know, everyday life and business all around. And so mm -hmm. that's what we're working on in my house right now. I like it. I like it. Well, it's like, you can't just be business focused all the time. And I'm glad you say that because I love to read, but I don't get an opportunity to read very often. So I you know what I, I will say too, that, and this is, I watch, I, we've watched a lot of TV that I will say uh -huh. like the handmaid's tale, like literally sent me over the edge because I mean, it just, it's a little too close to home at the moment, but like, it really did it like it gave me anxiety but i will say for all moms 
every mom out there should be watching Working Moms. Um, it's on Netflix, 23 minute episodes. It's a Canadian show that got picked up by Netflix here. I had the privilege of interviewing the star and the creator um, earlier during COVID and she's amazing. Oh. It's so funny and it is so real and it is such a, a, a true depiction of like everything we do at Bump Club. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom, they kind of cover it all. And as a new parent, oh my God, like it is, it, it just hits the nail on the head. And so that is something that as a parent, I would absolutely recommend for education, for entertainment, and to know that you're not alone. As I say, yeah, there's no fluff there. I've watched a few episodes of it and it's just, it really is how it is. Yes. <laughs> so where can people learn more about you and about Bump Club? Yeah, so you can find Bump Club at bumpclubandbeyond.com. We're on Instagram at bumpclubandbeyond. Um, also Facebook, Bump Club and Beyond. And then my personal Instagram is public. It's at Lindsay Pinchuk. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So you can find us. It's really not hard to find me. <laughs> not at all. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for, for coming on to the show and telling us a little bit about what it took to actually get the company where it is today, which is absolutely incredible. You've uh, been highly successful and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to interview you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to meet you as well. All right, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.